Hi friends, welcome to the Artist Blend. Today we are going to be talking about artificial intelligence and the implications for different arts industries. So grab your mug and let's get talking. In so long. I know it's been a minute. We we recorded so many in advance. For, for you that... guys, it's instantly. Yeah. Like if you're gonna binge binge listen, as I like to call it, on these episodes, it it feels like we've never been gone. Yeah, we haven't recorded in like for two us, or three weeks almost. Two or three weeks. Yeah. So it's Crazy. like, where's my friend? Um, <laughs> the also quality of the sound might be a little odd today. Uh, right now I am mm-hmm. in an extended stay hotel because my wife and I are doing uh, we're on a contract together which is great we're in the same show uh, but we're on a contract yep. in Jacksonville and we're in a hotel and there's a train outside Ooh. the window so you might hear a train <laughs> there's uh, thin walls to the hallway so you might hear people shouting in the hallway or walking through who um, knows who knows what we're here, but so if yeah. the quality is different or you hear things my apologies but that's where we are <laughs> I, I'm also not in my normal spot so welcome to the first episode of us not being at home yeah. and traveling so we still make it work for you guys making it and work. for us so making it work um <laughs> that's the theater business ain't it yeah so. uh today so our coffee is spice merchant coffee um mm-hmm. which was Tell from jessica newman who uh we did an interview on her podcast called create space which is actually on our feed um it's it was like mm-hmm. a month two months ago maybe yeah i think i think about a month or yeah so ago. scroll a few hard episodes to, back <laughs> and uh that's that's jessica newman's podcast create space uh but after the podcast she was like hey i'm gonna send you some spice merchant coffee um so it was very generous very generous yeah it really was um the the it's called Bob's 455. Don't know exactly what that means, uh, but or who Bob is? But. Yeah, or who Bob is? But uh, the website says, oh, Bob is the boss of Spice Merchant. It says, ah, uh, this is the description. The boss's own blend of Colombia, Guatemala, and Costa Rica beans, roasted on the light end of the dark roast spectrum. This coffee has smooth flavor. I would say it's on the darker end of the dark roast spectrum. <laughs> oh yes, I, I would. I too. looked at the bag right. and I was like, "Whoa!" I know. Um, we'll get into that at the end, but it's definitely a dark, yeah. dark roast. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah. So yeah. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. So AI and all that comes with it. Oh yeah. Let's dive in, shall we? Yeah. So to start <laughs> off, um, if you've listened to our graphic design episode, um. We did start the conversation a little bit, so if you haven't listened and you want to kind of get to where uh, we kind of left off, you can go listen to that. But if you don't have time, yes, this is a very short little crash course. So um, the the AI that we're talking about right now is um, there. There's an AI that uh, is focused on algorithms for decision making. So like, you give me this situation, I'll give you logical choices. There's also AI that is. Um, based on conversational, like dialogue AI. There's also generative AI, which is trained on data sets. That's primarily the one that we're talking about today is generative AI that um, can create scripts, can create um, artwork, uh, can create video, uh, even music and other stuff like that. So (laughs) that's artificial intelligence we're talking about today. And uh, we kind of left off last time talking about uh, plagiarism primarily and the conversation about mm-hmm. um, because 
artificial intelligence is trained on data sets. That's the nature of it. It has to be trained on sets of information that you give it. It is inherently yeah. plagiarism um, is, is the question. Is this inherently plagiarism? Um, and so that's mm-hmm. kind of where we left off. Do you have anything, Austin, yeah. on that front to kind of continue from there? Uh, so continuing from there, from what I've heard um, and my understanding is part of the recent writers... Um, the writer's strike. Yes, the writer's strike was because of this AI topic, um, because AI is creating so much content as far as scripts or ideas and things like that. Mm. Again, I don't think this is the main point, but I know that that was interweaved in the conversation anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of an interesting spot, one, in history, but two, in our industry to be like, okay, so this is cool that uh, artificial intelligence created this thing. Yeah. And we can we can look at uh, TikTok videos and things like that of what uh, this movie would look like if it was a musical. Because that's, that's what I've seen a lot <laughs> of is uh, yeah. AI digitally creating design and whatnot. And mm-hmm. that's cool. And some of it you look at and you're like, that would be absolutely impossible to ever create on stage but yeah. it looks good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. i think that's where um and i know we have this as far as a topic to talk about in a few minutes but like that's where some of the humanism kind of gets taken out of the design it's like here's this great image that wouldn't be physically possible to create hmm. unless it yeah. was like strung with eight million cables give from the me, give me a, a Cameron Macintosh budget that no one's yeah yeah anymore. <laughs> this is not a mega musical I'm sorry but yeah, thank you yeah you'd have to uh, go back to the 80s for this to be approved yes <laughs> it's true um like one of my favorites that I can remember off the top of my head is um AI created uh an entire musical design for Labyrinth hmm. if it t- the, turned the movie Labyrinth into a musical and yeah. it was gorgeous but yeah. I looked at it and again had the mega musical thought, and I was like, "That it, uh-uh. <laughs> it wouldn't make what it would cost." And that oh, has yeah. n- that's been happening a whole lot in at least the theater industry recently. Yeah, and it's it's Ugh. very very sad, but also sometimes you have shows like Bad Cinderella that <laughs> that open <laughs> and then close. Because I think it's going to be this monstrous thing. Did, it, wait, it did it announce, well. announce its closing yeah. already? It's already, it's already <gasps> announced its closing. I've been so not paying attention right now because so many it's things okay. are going on. I yeah. had no idea. Oh, my God. I'm going to Google a, it right now. It's already closing. No. I, think, I know. I say no because for all those people's jobs. Oh, exactly. my gosh. That, that's where I get sad. It's not a, oh, yeah, it was like, oh, bad Cinderella. Oh. No. I'm, I'm sad yeah. for all the people that are involved in it. Oh, my gosh. And it happens to good and bad shows, and that's the yeah. worst part about it all. Also, this is – on that same note, there is so much happening in the arts worlds right now. Um, yeah. We are set up in advance. Like, we have – four weeks out plans so by the time we recorded something topical it would probably get to everyone a little bit later and things have, it would be dated at that point yeah and so yeah. what i think we'd love to talk about those things but we also don't mm-hmm. want to um deliver uh late information so we might kind of wait Correct. a little bit uh yeah. to cover that stuff but like yeah. if you want to hear about anything in particular particularly the white the, the writer's strike um, mm-hmm. Or the the Tonys being delayed and then approved again, and, and but also mm-hmm. that's literally a day to day thing, so we don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know. Um, yeah. Bad Cinderella closing. The also for Orlando people, the um, 
the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser just closed after being open, like, if a year. Um, which, again, that's a bunch of my friends' jobs who are now yep. gone. Like, yep. it's a whole thing. So there's so yeah. much going on in the arts world right now um, that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, so, so just kind of looking at um, what AI is able to do right now mm. um, and sort of where it's heading. So, yeah. so, so right now, so one of the, the big things about AI is that for uh, media companies or producers or whoever that might need the work of artists, it is cre- able to create artistic content in seconds, sometimes minutes for like yeah. more clunky material or for like there's music generators right now that take a little more time and video generators that take more time than maybe a, a flat JPEG or uh, a script might. But it's able to generate things in seconds and do work that would take hours, if not days and weeks for humans. Um, so already there is, um, a, if you're looking at it on paper, there might look to be a, a, an advantage in efficiency. Um, it's as far as cost effectiveness goes. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that is the threat to the artistic community is that, um, generative AI can present uh, companies with an alternative to, uh, as far as um, as far as time goes and paying people for their time. I mean, it's yeah. cheaper, too. You pay for the software, you have it forever. Again, this is an industry that's shaping as we go, but um, like with any other product, it's probably something similar to, okay, here's the product, you pay for it, maybe pay for servicing every once in a while and get updates and pay for updates. But like you have that AI and it'll make you scripts forever, you know? Yep. Um, yep. And that is <laughs> really cost effective, you know? Um, yeah. So, so I have a friend who on Facebook um, decided to post screenshots of a tweet uh, and the, the, the Facebook post that she did kind of blew up uh, because mm-hmm. it's so topical. Um, it's in relation to the writer's strike right now. And uh, so this tweet is from Justine Bateman, um, at Justine Bateman on Twitter. And it says, SAG actors, I want to talk about AI and how it will affect you. I'm a former SAG board member and former SAG negotiating committee member. I'm also WGA and DGA. AI written scripts and digitally scanned actors, image and or voice, both already exist. Some talent agencies are actively recruiting their clients to be scanned. You choose the projects and get 75 cents on the dollar. Your digital image can be triple and quadruple booked, so that bodes well for a 10 percenter. Films customized for a viewer based on their viewing history, which have been collected for many years. Actors will have the option to have their image bought out to be used in anything at all. Films ordered up by the viewer. For example, I want a film about a panda and a unicorn who save the world in a rocket ship and put Bill Murray in it. (laughs) (laughs) Viewers getting digitally scanned themselves and paying extra to have themselves inserted in these custom films. Licensing deals made with studios so that viewers can order up older films like Star Wars and put their face on Luke Skywalker's body and their ex-wife's face on Darth Vader's body, etc. Training an AI program on an older hits TV series and creating an additional season. Family Ties, for example, has 167 episodes. An AI program could easily be trained on this and create an eighth season. We only shot seven. 
AI has to be addressed now or never. I believe this is the last time any labor action will be effective in our business. If we don't make strong rules now, they simply won't notice if we strike in three years because at that point they won't need us. Yeah. Addendum. Actors, you must have ironclad protection against the AI use of your image and voice in the SAG MBA or your profession is finished. Demand it from at SAGAFTRA and do not accept any AMPTP proposal that does not have it. Needless to say, no at IATSE crew members, no at Teamster drivers, and no hashtag DGA directors will be needed. At first, these efforts will be run by software project managers, and eventually even they won't be needed. Hmm. So that's the post. Oy. And yeah, and so it, it's, a, it's a great post because it's, it's yeah. showing... Um, it's scary because it's that's something that we kind of think of as the future but it's like it's happening now it's, it's in its, it's infancy yeah. right now yeah um of like you see you see deep fakes on tiktok um like that that there's a tom cruise deep fake account and it that's all he it does. is so real for for a while before i looked into what it was i thought it was just tom cruise now has a tiktok and somehow still looks that young I did too, yeah. And I was really confused until one day I decided to look into it and realized that it's a whole deepfake account. Um, exactly. And it's, it's interesting because everyone, the topic is what is seeming like it's, oh, it's, it's almost here. It'll be here soon. No, it's, yeah. it's been here because if you think about Star Wars, for example, you said that and it made me think. Carrie Fisher, like being digitally put into the film yeah. when she wasn't around anymore. It, I mean, yeah. they're, they're doing it to continue the story, and luckily they wrapped it up instead of being like, yes, we yeah. can use her forever. But yeah. it's, it's it, that topic, and then there's other things, uh, making Harrison Ford look younger in this new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, not, yeah. not for the entire film, but if there's a flashback or anything like that that they weren't able to pull from another film, they're able yeah. to make him look younger, which is great for storytelling, but also it's the same argument of, well, now we can use your image and we don't need you. So have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's also this stuff happening with singers who have just passed. Um, their voices are able to be generated and, and put into songs. And, um, and we think of, oh, well, well, that's a human that's mixing that and creating that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe for now. But there's already yeah. algorithms that are based off of yeah. those previous artists' work. And, that, and that's their data set, you know? Um, this is how we made this work. Now, now generate this person's voice. Um, and people are doing that, that I, in, in every industry, every job of every artist can be, and will be replicated by technology. Yep. And that is super scary. Yep. Um, but let's talk about the weaknesses because AI does have weaknesses. Um, first of all, it, it does lack emotional intelligence. It, it can only do what we give it in data sets. It can only be programmed to do what we want it to do. It can't create new connections um, from, from one idea to another without yeah. that already having existed. So <laughs> there's that plagiarism thing, but like it, it yeah. can't connect two ideas that weren't connected. Um, Correct. And, I've, I've heard and that, somebody talk about that. Sorry, uh, you can uh, you're keep good. going second. But- I've heard someone describe that issue just like that as um, uh, AI for now and probably forever lacks the human bridge to connect two thoughts. Yeah. Because it, like you said, it only will do what we give it. It can't take yeah. this and this and go like this until we say, hey, put those together. 
Yeah. Like it, it doesn't think to put them together as of now. Yes. So that's, that's a human quality that yeah. we are like, wait, and those two go together. <laughs> and the, because of that, there is nothing strictly new that will mm. ever be created by AI. I, I say that. I mean, you can't really say anything finite in this world yeah. of AI. But yeah. um, in that For regard, now. as far as bridging, bridging ideas, um, mm. and it also lacks like a certain emotional intelligence in that way. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> say you were to train it on uh, all, se- all the seasons of Friends, mm-hmm. there are some factors of political correctness and emotional intelligence that have changed since then. So if you asked it oh, to yes. write a sitcom based off of Friends, there would be some dated tropes, there would be some dated dialogue that would come out, and it doesn't have the 2023 emotional intelligence. Unless maybe you trained another data set and programmed it. Here's a bunch of maybe, political but... news about being PC. Incorporate <laughs> yeah. that and make sure they follow those rules. That's a thing. But, but again, you um, have to give it. You have to yes. give it that information. It can't just know it. Like we yeah. already do as humans. So that's, a, that's another aspect. Yeah. And, Unless and... we teach it, it won't do. Mm-hmm. Which is a very odd phrase, but it works for this. Yeah. And, and the, the sad thing is, we will probably spend the rest of our existence continuing to feed it new pieces of information to, to, gap, uh, to, to fill those gaps. Um, but there's one, one other thing for right now, at least for the next couple decades, probably, yeah. that we'll Maybe. still need is human editing. So if, if a AI generates art, it's going to look weird and not be perfect, and the hands might have six fingers instead of five, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, um... And, and also for PR purposes, I mean, you have to have people editing because if somebody was like, I want to film with this and this and this and this and this, and something is wrong with it or something is not PC or not PG and it's like something rated R is in a children's AI movie, you know, like, sue out the wazoo. So I imagine yeah. they're going to need people to kind of filter content, which is great. Yeah. So hopefully that might be a new job that's created, yeah. you know, or to edit that, material that's there. Yeah, that brings up a, a different topic, topic that I learned about the other day is um, videos on YouTube. If you So you and I as actors have uploaded videos to YouTube, and there's mm-hmm. always that section where it's like, is this for kids? Well, people have, people have found this isn't AI, but it, in a way it is. People have found a way to post R-rated material on YouTube, and specifically YouTube Kids, because it's basically cartoons, but it is adult-themed things. But oh my gosh. The AI, whatever AI tracking or whoever is in charge, whatever system is in charge of being like, this is safe, this is not, it's able to pass that system yeah. because they make it look enough that the system goes, yeah, that's for kids. And it's like, no, they shouldn't be yeah. watching that. But that's another thing. If, oh if it's run by AI, it, that's falling through the cracks. And then yeah. the kids are able to watch whatever they are seeing. And yeah. it's like, oh, what is, what is this cartoon doing? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Because we are imperfect, we mm-hmm. will continue to build imperfect machines. And they yep. will... Oh. continue to need to be trained and perfected put that on a shirt i want that <laughs> <laughs> and also as far as um like uh, how big media is reacting you talked about youtube yeah. so google um has this uh thing called they, they have a helpful content update is what they've oh. called it um but That's essentially 
what? Yeah. I think it was probably branded to be hopefully sounding friendly. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Vocal health is incredibly important. Sometimes you get tired, you get allergies, you get overworked, and your voice suffers, which can really put a damper on your work as a singer, actor, or even public speaker. Vocal Mist can help with that. It's a portable nebulizer that uses an isotonic saline to make a cool mist that you inhale. It's been research proven to help the voice stay hydrated and working well. The Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer is a fast and easy way to keep your vocal cords healthy, give you better vocal stamina, and can mitigate damage from overuse. I have one of my own that I absolutely love, and if you use your voice in your artistic endeavors, I can't recommend this enough. Use the affiliate link in the show notes and get your Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer today. So I'm looking at Google right now, and they, they initially released that statement about helpful content updates uh, in August of 22. Um, this is this is in February of 23. So they're talking about because uh, people had lots of questions about AI, <laughs> saying mm-hmm. like, why doesn't Google ban AIs? Is Go- is AI against the search guidelines? Um, how will Google search prevent poor quality AI content from taking over search results? That sort of stuff. Oh. And so essentially what it's saying is um, Google is saying we're, we are going to reward high quality content however it's produced. Um, okay. So uh, human generated content, uh, yes, we will continue to reward. If, if AI content is, is helpful and good, we will promote that as well. Um, okay. But it's saying using AI to generate, this is a direct quote, using automation, including AI, to generate content with the primary purpose of manipulating ranking in search results is a violation of our spam policies. Ah. So they're saying AI is fine and it's, it will be in search <clears throat> results, but it's saying like if you're using AI just to manipulate getting to the top of the search result, it's not going to be on there. Um, huh. So That's nice. A little sidebar about Google, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's another topic with recent AI, because when you think about it, all and our topic more is like the digital creation world and things like that. But AI as a topic, a small chunk of it, we're not going into that rabbit hole. But um, if you think about it, Siri on everyone's phone is a form of artificial intelligence. Yeah. And I'm sure when it first came out, it was just as alarming as the current topics <laughs> are now. But, yeah. look, but look, look what happened in the sense of everyone user. You've got that. You've got Alexa with yeah. Amazon. You've got all these different things that were introduced, were scary, but then became the norm. Yeah. And it like got, got quiet, not by anybody's doing. It was just kind of like, a, okay. And I'm not saying that that's what needs to happen or will happen because yeah. nobody knows in this digital age. But it's interesting to to see to be of the age to have seen that, both the beginning yeah. and sort of the like, oh, well, it's in every home in America now. Not. I but. think the I think the reason that we are where we are is, at, at least, um, in social conversation, is mm-hmm. ChatGPT sort of opened the floodgates. I think. Yeah. It is the first time that that the public has had access to something that could generate any and all copies, dialogues, monologues, whatever. Um, and it's just now in the public's hands and that's yep. never happened. And it's that is, I think the first time that artists are now actively being replaced uh, by anybody anywhere. Um, 
Like, if there's a small business in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, who could just say, I want a new website, and I don't want to write copy, so I'm just going to feed this to them and let them tell me what to do. And they'll do it. And now that's yeah. a, that's money that won't go to an artist. Um, and now I think... I think that's the big this is the this is the turning point we're living in because now for the first time anybody can replace technology or, or can replace an artist with technology. Yeah. Um, um you saying opening chat GPT was the floodgates. <laughs> I've heard of a story in re, uh, researching this topic a little bit of a guy using AI to generate a letter to get out of a ticket. He got a parking ticket and used AI to write a letter to the judge or whatever to get out of it. And it's like, you, okay, did, you just didn't want to write it? Like, what? <laughs> like, huh. The fact like, that this has that to be perfect. Some, I know. <laughs> some people are like, use the machine. Uh, hmm. I don't know what it was, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine right then. But <laughs> um, it's just, it, it's fascinating. And then you've got kids in school who aren't writing papers anymore. They're feeding it to mm. AI generation and yeah. they chuck out a paper. And that sort of goes into the plagiarism clause that we were talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, how, is, how do you, if the computer is literally creating original content based off other things, then how is that plagiarism? Because it's not yeah. copying anything. It's creating something new, but that's also mm. not you doing it. Like yeah. that's a machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's only gonna get more and more complicated every it will. month. And and similar to like the the industrial age, like mm -hmm. the the amount of uh, machines in exist heavy machinery in existence, just like what's it called when when the chart just does that? Whoosh. Uh, we'll go with whoosh because I can't think of it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't either. When it um, steadily increases, it snowballs, you know. Yeah. And I think we are in the we are in the industrial age of <laughs> of AI, and it will only snowball from here. And every single weakness that we talked about will be overcome in the next yeah. probably ten years, if not twenty, yeah. because of how yeah. quickly things are changing. Um, that's and that's really daunting and scary. But it's daunting. It's scary. It's a lot of people would be like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm like, you should at least be aware. Like, yeah, you have it, to know it's, what's going it's, on. It's, it's, you have to know what's going on because it's going to snowball either very rapidly or slow. But in yeah. this day and age, and especially with everything that's happening, more than likely it's going to be faster. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't pay and attention, suddenly your job's going to be gone. So. And, and that's literally every single artist, whether it's, it's creating or editing or producing or acting, like literally every single job in the arts industry can and will be replaceable in the next probably 10 years. Um, and that's so scary. But uh, to, to say that, that one day AI will be every artist's main competitor, that's a really scary thing. Um, but forget, forget let's auditions. talk about what we can do now <laughs> yeah. uh, and things things that we can do to to help humanity and help human artists yeah. one thing just generally is to support human work if you have a choice of going to a computer or going to an artist please go to a real life human artist that's one thing more than likely you'll make a friend you'll have a better interaction than an email that says thank you for your time i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> you'll have a better connection because uh like you were saying easton the emotional 
maturity of AI or just awareness of emotion isn't going to be what you get from a human connection at all. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, you and I are looking at, at each other digitally from different states. That's great, but we're still seeing each other. We're still talking yeah. to each other. It's not that I'm feeding a machine and it's sending you a digital message. That, yeah. That's not even close to what we're talking about, but it's, uh, it's along the same like, thought, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you're, you, if you were in a place to support an artist, support an artist. And also yeah. just encourage artists. Like, go, go see your community theater shows. And if you have a, a little nephew who wants to learn how to sing, go support him and, and go. go to the little recital. And, yeah. and just, just be a part of the artistic community and support the people in your lives that are doing it. Because it, it is... I mean, the people listening to this episode are those people anyway. Correct. So support your fellow artists, I guess. Encur rather. Encourage your fellow artists and or not artists to do that. Yeah. Encourage yeah. artistry in everybody. Because I still love the statement that Earth without art would be eh. But it's, it's the simple fact that everybody is ingesting art in some way, whether you're an mm -hmm. artist or not. Support somebody to, to go see a, a live play or a musical yeah. and if they want to see a movie encourage to go back to the theaters since they've reopened because that's that's jobs and an establishment and you get popcorn who doesn't love popcorn yeah but, <laughs> like am i am i an advocate for laying on the couch and being lazy and downloading something i do it myself so hmm. they're there but it's it's another thing of you're you're supporting a different monster if you will yeah. if you go do something like that go to a concert because uh, that's a fun experience unless you're yeah. part of the the taylor swift thing that was three days very long in nashville that's a different story yeah. never mind anyway <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that just popped in my mind um i do know like one other what we can do now yeah, yeah, yeah points yeah. but uh one thing that can I, I say can never, and we know finite words in AI space is not welcome. <laughs> However, AI's one thing that I don't understand AI. yet how we can replace is live theater. Yeah. That is one art that. form that, as of right now, it will probably take a minimum of 100 years to replace live theater with animatronics that are <laughs> human-looking. Yeah, that still you know? will glitch, so... Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you say that, people will be like, well, d you have d animatronics in Disney that are so. Yes, but they do the same thing yeah. all day. They're not yes. being original. They're, and the again, ones with the most advanced <clears throat> animatronics are the ones that break down most frequently. <laughs> yep. Or get replaced. Yep. Like, I've, I've heard of um, the. This, you'll know more than I because it's been 23 years since I've been. But uh, the Kylo Ren animatronic on the new star wars got completely <laughs> yeah. replaced because it kept breaking down in, yeah. in one part of rise of the resistance he used to like turn around and then mm -hmm. it used to explode they took that away entirely because it kept breaking and that's what kept causing the ride to shut down huh so they I, I wonder, took it away they also do um they're they have what's called uh i think it's b roll or b show but like yeah. if if the kylo is broken they send you through an alternate scene that doesn't include maybe, that so i wonder if it was somebody that. who didn't realize that because because we went we're like wait where was kylo ren and the cast yeah. member told us well we maybe, had to kind of adjust that. some things yeah, hopefully it's yeah, not yeah. permanent because that that was a great show scene um yeah. but anyway the, uh, another thing we can do um mm -hmm. sort of in <laughs> in protest of ai is to use ai use it mm -hmm. as a Use it as a tool, not as a substitute, not as a substitute but as a tool. Yeah. 
Um, We talked about this in our graphic design episode, but, like, our cover art for the show is um, the... The con the main content, the structure, whatever, that was all created by a human being, but the um sort of the sunray background thing was generated by AI based on prompts that I gave it. Um and so we used it as a tool, but not a substitute for my work. We didn't say, Give me a podcast cover art, go. Yeah. And it did it. Um but we used it to help us. Yeah. I agree with that. I think AI as a tool versus an employee. Mm. is is where it yeah. needs to is where it needs to stay like it's yeah. it's a wonderful thing that can can create great things but it doesn't need yeah. to be like okay here you go tom uh go create something for me no yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey tom like, go like use help this me to create help like, me write this fun. dialogue okay or help yeah. me clean up the grammar in this whatever or help me right. um clean up this audio and rather <laughs> ai is not an artist ai is not an engineer ai is not a writer ai is not a painter mm-hmm. ai is your assistant and correct show show ai its place <laughs> ai is a, put it in its place different paintbrush that you can pick up whenever you need it yes it's a it's a new software it's a new yeah. technique it's a new style so incorporate it but but don't Gender, like, replace just, it <laughs> no don't don't do that we're sort of <laughs> preaching to the to the choir here but we are but Everybody understands. It's still just yeah. a topic that we wanted to, to talk about. Um, yeah. That, and there's other, there's other great aspects that can be absolutely horrifying for some, but for others, it's a ray of light. And this is what I was, uh, I told Easton before we started recording. This is such a topic right now, and it's funny to say, but because AI is such a topic, I hear it on the radio, and I'm not in my car that much. I'm in my car maybe mm-hmm. 30 minutes in a day because of my luck, lucky short commute. Yeah. But even that, that short amount of time, AI is being a topic on radio stations. Um, but one thing that I heard about is there's a new AI system that you can record. I think it's like you only record 100 to 150 words, and it can generate a speak Ugh. thing for you that will sound like you. Mm. And that, that sort of gets into dangerous territory with us as far as like actors. But then what we forget about is the ASL community and people who mm. are losing their voice, they would at mm. least have the ability to say to a loved one, I love you in something that sounds oh, wow. very similar to their voice. Yeah. So it, it's, 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 a, it's a touchy subject in that respect because you're like, this is horrible. But then somebody's like, this is all I have. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's the, in that respect, I think that's, that's wonderful to be able to give that to somebody and say, you can talk to your loved ones in a better thing than just some robotic voice that mm-hmm. they have to, to learn to accept. If it, even, if it doesn't sound exactly like you, fine. But it's close enough that those loved ones would be like, oh, that's still you. It's mm-hmm. just not fully you. Yeah, but I was like, "That's that's a good use." Yeah, it's a, for it's sure. a scary use in respect because it's still the the possibilities. But when you use it in that respect, it's like, okay, that that's a good one. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's AI. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we did it. Um, let's talk about the coffee. Yes, I thought 
It's definitely dark. Um, as I told you earlier, dark coffee just makes me feel like I'm in the outdoors and the great wild wonder and waking up. Yeah. And there's fresh dew and there's a breeze. The fire is still smoldering. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it it's very good. I've recently like have started to enjoy dark roast. Yeah. Not more than medium, but just enjoy it in general. Yeah. It used to be very, it used to be too strong for me. Um, mm. Just because it's, it's so, for lack of a better word, bitter. Like it's yeah. just in your face. Here's what it is. But this was really good. I, I don't really have any, I don't know the notes that were on it or anything. So yeah, I, I don't really get anything, but it's an enjoyable cup of Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty dark. Probably a little too dark for my taste. I like a good yep. medium. Um, Same. But uh, I did. It, it was. It had a really heavy body. Um, I'm trying to get better about using more specific words <laughs> um, rather We're than I like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah. I I feel like that the it was good. I I enjoyed it. Um, the aroma was really nice when I was pouring it, pouring over. Um, it sort of had like um. It was kind of smoky when I when it first hit the tongue. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. And then, but it was like it had a really full taste um, mm. once it hit my tongue. Yeah. Um, and kind of got past the initial wave of of really dark roast. Uh, it, was, it was very roasty, <laughs> roasty toasty. <laughs> roasty. Um, <laughs> but the flavor was good. Roasty toasty. <laughs> roasty toasty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do like Bob's and, and the Spice Merchant. Mm-hmm. Looks like it has a lot of really cool things out there. Um, they also offer, uh, beans or ground. They offer, uh, Keurig little K pods. They're like the, the number one coffee and tea distributor in Wichita, I think, or in Kansas or something like that. There, when I clicked on their website, that was what it said. Um, yeah, it says number one coffee, tea and spice vendor in Wichita. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so good for them. It's it's like, uh, in, in elf. World's best coffee. You Cup did coffee. it. Congratulations. <laughs> it's good. It's good to meet you, everyone. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we'll put that the information for that in there. Um, and if you want to try some of that, do it. Also, buy Carver Coffee. Uh, yes, Carver Coffee is a way to help us out um, because we get I a tiny little the last sliver. I had, and I'm very sad. Oh, uh, really? So I have to order. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah we'll use our referral link yes i will Um, yeah and then if you want to support the show you can also um give us a rate and review um that helps us a lot and also if you want to help us financially you can go to buy me a coffee buymeacoffee.com or just click the link in the in the description or the show notes Mm -hmm. and it'll take you to a little thing it's just like five bucks the cost of a coffee um and it helps us out because hosting this show isn't free but no. we also don't really make any money off of it. <laughs> We're just no, doing it so. for fun. Um, yeah. So if you want to support us, you can do that too. But if you've, if you've made it to this point in the episode, thank you very much. It means oh, yeah. so much to us for all the people who have held on for this adventure. And uh, I can't tell you, Easton, how many people I'll casually... It's friends of ours, but we'll just be casually talking. And how much our podcast has helped them. Like Aww. whether it be in an audition or whether it just be as a as a person. So we hear you, yeah. we see you, we thank you very much for hanging on and being with us. Uh, I feel like that's a good tie-in to necessarily everyone grab your mugs and just remember to be good beans and drink good beans and don't let the AI have your beans at all. So. 
Yeah. Keep the beans yeah. away from your AI. <laughs> Keep the beans away from the AI. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Artists Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's infamous adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.